It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day one of Big 12 Media Days is in the books. What did I take away from the first day of BYU and the other teams that were participating on day one? We're talking about that as well as talking one-on-one with BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast. We are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. So big thank you to all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, I am back in my hotel room. A long day at AT&T Stadium as part of day one of BYU and also the Big 12 Media Days. Cougars taking part in day one and a lot of interviews, and trust me, I have got stuff loaded up, and we'll be using that over the coming days and weeks. I uh, had a lot of fun talking with a number of mem- of the members of the Big 12 uh, media, administrators, uh, BYU coaches, and staff. It was just a ton of fun to catch up with all the people here. And uh, the biggest thing is there was not necessarily anything uh, super noteworthy in terms of just like a major announcement from Brett Yormark. He got up and some of you, actually more than some of you, uh, saw me get on national television as part of the Q&A portion they had on ESPN. Uh, thank you to, I think, six, seven, eight of you guys uh, sent me screenshots of me on national TV asking the question I asked to Brett Yormark. And the question I asked, and it related to some of his opening comments, he, he essentially said, we're not talking about expansion here. We've got a plan for expansion, but this is not the place we're going to talk about it. I did ask him, and I, I wanted to make sure it was on the record. I wanted to ask him in terms of getting another school or schools out in the western half of the United States to pair with BYU to, I guess, lessen the load in a way on the Cougars in terms of their opportunities to maybe play some games earlier than 8.15 or 8.30 every weekend when they're at home. But uh, he said that currently we have nothing on the board, which was interesting to hear him say that because there's been a lot of talk about them raiding the Pac-12 or potentially grabbing a San Diego State. or So I was actually interested to hear him say that there's currently nothing on the board in that respect. That screams to me that maybe he's looking a little more east than he is west, but he was also very quick to point out that the Big 12 is the only Power 5 conference in three time zones currently, obviously spanning the eastern, central, and obviously the mountain time zone because of BYU's entrance. I think the biggest thing I took away from day one of Big 12 media days is just the celebration of the new schools coming in. Uh, media members that I talked to, I talked to members from uh, Houston, uh, some national media folks, and uh, let's see, who else I talked to? I had guys from Kansas State, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and by and large, to a man, every single one of them were super excited to have these new schools in the conference. Obviously, my affiliation with BYU and covering the Cougars, uh, they were very excited to kind of get my take on things going on with BYU, but you can tell they were celebrating a, in a big way of the new members coming into the conference. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma will be exiting next year, and they're going to carry on with the 12 teams. Now, Brett Yormark also did say that he's uh, backtracked a little bit on his comment. He said it on BYU Sports Nation as well as some other places that he's kind of backtracked on. We want to be at 14 even after Texas and Oklahoma leaves. And I backtracked on it a little bit. If we have to stick at 12, we are perfectly happy with that, I think is the quote that he used. But 
I think that he has, has every intention of continuing to expand this conference, expand the footprint of the conference. He he, he just absolutely uh, wants this conference to be a, a conference that is n- notable nationwide. And is he going to succeed in everything? No, I don't. I don't think so. But the thing about this is he he approaches things with a very upbeat attitude. He was doing media stuff all over the place. I saw him on Radio Row. Fortunately, he ran out of time before I could catch up with him. But uh, I, maybe I'll catch up with him tomorrow. We'll see what happens with regards to his schedule. But he was very upbeat and very positive, as you would expect. It's it's media day. It's talking season, as they say. And obviously, there's a lot going on. But it was a ton of fun to be here and uh, thank you by the way also to all of you who reached out and said jake i didn't know you were paying your own way to go down to this you know what yes i'm paying my own way but it's thanks to your guys' support of this podcast that i'm here like i said i have set aside money every single month that i have made from locked on for literally years now my wife's kind of laughed about it well, what are you going to do with that money well cashed in a, a significant chunk of it and man it's a significant chunk to come down and cover this i'm also going to be traveling to kansas on my own dime is the way it looks as well to go to be first big 12 game but it's it's been worth every minute i've been here so far i'm looking forward to day two obviously byu will not be speaking day two but i plan to go out and talk to more members of the media get to know some of these other teams talk with coaches and players from those schools and just get more thoughts on them that's the thing about this it's a great opportunity frankly to network to get to know the lay of the land everything going on in the big 12 kind of pick up on some of the conference politics, if you will, and kind of understand how different uh, programs interact with one another, get to know the media, as I said, uh, that work in the various markets and just essentially uh, build relationships. They're going to be beneficial down the road. So really enjoyed day one of Big 12 Media Days. AT&T Stadium is absolutely incredible. If you're ever down here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, you can get over to Arlington to check it out. Highly, highly recommend doing it. I found out they actually do daily tours of the stadium. Uh, Funny enough, I actually took a tour of it 15 years ago, 2008, the summer of 2008. I was one of those so-called bug boys. I spent a summer uh, doing pest control and came down to Dallas, Fort Worth, and was working. And I, I took an opportunity to take a day and go over to AT&T Stadium. It was just opening. And many of you know that the first game in that stadium was the famed BYU upset of then number three Oklahoma, Sam Bradford, the whole deal. Well, I toured that stadium that summer before I went home uh, to resume my college studies at BYU. And it's crazy to be back here 15 years later. I've never been back to AT&T Stadium in the interim at any point. So uh, it was unique to walk around. I was able to go into the Dallas Cowboys locker room and wander around in there. It's it's a really impressive facility. And big ups to the Big 12 for continuing to hold a relationship with this. They did announce that the uh, Big 12 championship game in football, where they sent an extension with AT&T Stadium to keep the game at Jerry World, as they call it, AT&T Stadium through 2030. So essentially, the entirety of the current broadcast deal that the Big 12 has, I don't know whether it's through 2031, but uh, the, the Big 12 championship game, all except for one season as of current, will be played here in Dallas. Now, uh, funny conversations with uh, some of the BYU players saying that, hey, uh, this year you guys don't have an NFL stadium game on the docket. And I said, well, you could you could change that. You know that. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, you could be playing right here in, the, in AT&T Stadium for the Big 12 championship. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I guess we can chase that. But uh, it was a great Great first day. Like I said, had a great time talking with people around the conference, learning a lot. I, I frankly, I think the biggest news uh, coming out of the first day of Big 12 Media Days was the fact that they're doing that brand refresh. It's going to be more of a black and white scheme for the Big 12. And it's just going to be that XII logo, essentially, is what the Big 12 is going to roll with. But they've changed the color gradient. It's, it's literally black and white. That's what they've kind of gone with as their new color scheme for the conference. So I, I don't think it's necessarily 
uh, all that newsworthy or big stuff coming out of Big 12 Media Day. But the bigger thing I took away from it, it was a celebration, honestly, for the four new members. Of course, BYU being one of those four new members of the conference. And I can tell you, the Cougars, ecstatic to be here. Uh, we're going to catch up with Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director, had an awesome opportunity, I, the first opportunity I've ever had to talk with him one-on-one, -on -one, and I wanted to take no delays in getting this conversation to you guys so you can hear from him directly. We talked a lot about Big 12 Media Day, his work in getting BYU to this point, and just a lot of the stuff that's happening around the BYU football program and BYU athletics in general as they make this transition to the Big 12 Conference. So uh, excited to have that conversation, and we'll get to that here in just a moment. Now, first, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. They've been working with us for a few months now. And the best part about FanDuel, my friends, is if you want to get in on MLB action, obviously they're in the middle of the All-Star break, but once they resume Friday night, if you want to get in on the action, you can do it with our friends at FanDuel. And right now, you can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $200 back in bonus bets uh, with your first bet, win or lose. That's the incredible part. Ten times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200 back, my friends. So you bet $20, bucks, you land $200 bucks back win or lose that's 200 you can spend on betting for anything when it comes to major league baseball money lines over unders a uh, home run total Cy young candidates mvp if you want to do the midseason thing if you don't pick a shohei otani uh, i've got questions about your sanity but nonetheless you can do anything and everything you want to with our friends at FanDuel. And it's all in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid out instantly. That's probably my other favorite part about this is the payout instantly. You don't have to hit a reserve amount of money to get paid out. A lot of these other betting sites, you have to hit a certain amount of winnings before they'll actually pay out your money. Not that case with FanDuel. They'll pay you out instantly. So get on it today. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today and go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Get up to $200 back in bonus bets right now from our friends at FanDuel. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. It's all courtesy of FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Time now to let you hear my conversation with BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo. Had a great chat with him, covered a lot of different topics. So without further ado, here you go, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo with myself on the Locked On Cougars Podcast. Tom, Media Day's here. Does it feel real that, hey, we're, we're on our way to the Big 12 officially? Yeah, it's real. If, if anybody doesn't think so, to step in this venue uh -huh. and you know it's on. Yeah. I don't think there's any question that, man, it's, it's Cowboy Stadium. And I'm a Niner, but I'm impressed by how uh, the Jones family and the Cowboys have you know, opened this up. Yeah. Come into our backyard or our living room yeah. for uh, the Big 12. Great. Now, obviously, you've shepherded BYU from the Mountain West to Independence, and now ushering them into the Big 12 era. Can you talk a little bit to just how much work you've had to do in all those? You know, I, I don't really look at it as, oh my gosh, I've, I'm exhausted. I think that um, by nature of being the athletic director at BYU mm -hmm. and the three or four previous ADs before me, yeah. or they've all been in the same business. We're trying to get into a, a P5 and they, they all, they chipped away. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I inherited this job, 
which was passed on from them, yeah. that that was one of the responsibilities is, you know, try. Yeah. And I had a little bit of a head start because those guys had given me that head start. I, I've said so many times that 40 years, Lavelle, and you go back to Christian Mercosis yeah. and Stan Watts, and this great, incredible brand of BYU Athletics, but Lavelle really is the one. And I, so I look back, and if someone's gonna say, hey, Tom, um, you know, thanks for, they, people say thanks for helping, this is great. I say, thank you, it's just great to be part of it. I play a role in it, like um, Jimmer played a role in it. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ainge played a role in it. Um, who can, Kenneth Rooks yeah. played, played yeah, a role. Absolutely. Well, he was all, we were already but, in. But still, but yeah. If you could go through any of them. Yeah. And I, it's just like, we've all been fighting for this for a long time, and this is the right time. The planets and stars aligned, and I'm happy. Now, obviously, I had a chance to talk with Rondell Felberg recently, and he talked about that. He's like, we've been kind of building towards this for 30, and he said 30 years, obviously, because he did in the late 90s right. and everything. But he's talked about, he's like, this is kind of the fulfillment of years and decades-long work. Do you feel have that same sentiment? Yeah. I mean, at our celebration, we had a uh, dinner for our um, our empl- uh, department employees, yeah. mm-hmm. and I invited Val and Rondo okay. because I know those two guys, mm-hmm. and I would have we would have brought um, Coach Tuckett yeah. if he hadn't have passed. Yeah. But I know those guys, and I know the efforts that they made. So I didn't want to discount the fact yeah. that, you know, their contributions. And it was, and when they celebrated it just as hard as I did. So I know how much it felt for them to be part of it, and they are a big part of it. Now, we talked with you during that celebration. You said that football is the driver of all of this, yeah. obviously. And this is Big 12 Football Media Day. What do you think Kalani Sitake has done the best in preparing for this upcoming season? The culture of the team. Kalani's yeah. strength is he's a people person. Yeah. And he just is able to get players to perform. And you've looked at when he came in and inherited the team, you know, it's changed. There's been some highs and there's been some lows, but the last couple years, especially the last two, we've been able to do some things with some infusion of money, where a capital, where he had to make some really important decisions on personnel Mm -hmm. and who we can add and what kind of people we need in what areas. There's a few jobs that were new, but it wasn't so much about the job as much as about the person fulfilling that job. I think that's his strength. But he also is, um, he's a fan, Mm -hmm. and he talks about being a BYU fan before he's a BYU player. So I think he relates so well to every fan and beat Cougar Nation, and I think they relate really well to him. So when you are trying to build a brand, which we've been trying to build for 40 years, he's a great, he's great for the brand, and I love that part of it. That's those are some of the top, but there's he's got a lot of skills and talents that lend so much to BYU. He's assembled a, assembled a really good staff, and two of the guys in particular, Aaron Roderick as well as Jay Hill, who are his coordinators, went with him. We were at Utah all together when they went through the transition from the Mountain West to the Pac-12. Has that been a, a, a help to have those guys have had that experience making that transition at all? Yeah, I, I think that Kalani and the previous staff mm-hmm. had some wins. They yeah. had some good successes, but I think that he had to make some hard decisions about moving forward under different circumstances. This is a whole new ball game, <laughs> going from Independence to Big 12. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the schedule's different, the brands and the programs yep. are stronger. We played some really good big time teams in independence, but we also had some softer teams on the schedule. So he realized that this team had to kind of rebuild, not from the bottom up. There's a great foundation by Lavelle and Gary and Bronco and Kalani where we were, we're ready for this. Make no mistake about it, we're ready, but it's gonna be different. And we're gonna to have to make transitions. And we, you know, we studied University of Utah when they made that change to the Pac-12, you know, we, we were able to look at that and, and see some of the things that they did right and some of the things they would have done differently. But they made that transition effectively well in a short amount of time. Now, this might sound facetious, but how much simpler is your life not having to schedule 12 games every year? You know, I think it's the question of the year. <laughs> Everybody asks me, and I don't really even think about it once. Okay. I just think that that was the task yeah. when we went independent, that was gonna be the thing. So, you know, up in my to-do list, every day was schedule, and it's not on my to-do list anymore. Yeah. So, um, there's other things that have taken its place. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, you know, on a little uh, fiesta right now. It's more like what's at the top of mind right now is different than it was, you know, during scheduling or COVID or whatever it might be. Well, I also wanted to ask you, in terms of like kind of next steps for you guys, what, what's on your docket here? Well, I, I think certainly the transition is important. Mm -hmm. you, you don't want to run too fast. We've made a lot of strategic decisions, and now we have to monitor them. Mm -hmm. Because I'm under the belief that we're going to have to change some of those directions. And we, we will not get everything right in that what we've prepared for. So I think that we're walking before we run. Yeah. Um, we've made great preparation. We've spent a lot of great effort and energy in our preparations, but monitoring that and seeing what's right, keep going, mm -hmm. double down, yeah. and then turn, make a U-turn, and take another road on what we may have missed on. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you in terms of, it, there's gonna be some feeling out process here, it feels like for you guys. Like, as you said, sometimes you may try something, it doesn't work, you go back to the drawing board. Is that, is that kind of the mentality as you guys get ready to fully yeah, make the transition? certainly, I, I, but I don't think that we've had to put all our eggs in one risky business. Yeah. It's not my style, it's not our culture of our athletic department mm -hmm. to take dramatic risks. Mm -hmm. um, but we have strategies that we all confirm on, confer yeah. on. Kalani and I, being together now for this you know, long amount of time, Every year it's a little bit more firmer and firmer on I knowing what he, how he thinks, mm -hmm. and he knows how I think. Mm -hmm. So I think our, our work and efforts in the years past, kind of up and down and changes and stuff, yeah. are just built for today and the future. Speaking of the other sports, basketball, on the Olympic sports, is there going to be certain sports you feel like will have a tougher transition than others? Or do you think feel like it's across the board, everybody's gonna have their work cut out for them? Well, I think everyone will have to change and adapt, make no mistake about it. Yeah. But I think by nature of just the overall strength of some big 12 sponsor yeah. sports, like basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's the best conference in the country. And that'll be a challenge for Coach Pope and his staff. But I feel like we're gonna be competitive. Okay. But I think that if you look at um, some of the other sports, it depends on how the Big 12 is at this time. Some of our teams are really, really good, 
and it might take them a while to get a championship as opposed to some that are going to transition and it might it might not look good right away yeah. but being in the big 12 is going to help with recruiting exposure access all those things that are important to our future last thing for me how exciting is this for you personally to be here and celebrating the, the big 12. I'm, I'm i'm super excited because like being here today you know i represent cougar nation yeah. so does kalani mm -hmm. so do our five players so does cosmo and the cheerleaders mm -hmm. If you're here representing BYU, if you're here on behalf of BYU, you represent everybody. And what I'm trying to tell everybody today is we're trying to be a great partner in the Big 12. And we just don't want to come in and go, okay, now we're going to go do our thing. You know, BYU is a strange school. We're going, to, we're going to be a great partner. And we're going to do everything we can to make the Big 12 stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's our focus of attention. We'll focus on our teams. But we have to make sure that everybody grows together if we want to be the best conference in America. Well, Tom, cannot thank you enough for taking some time, and best of luck moving thank forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go, Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director, talking with myself and a great chat. And you heard him talk about the fact that, yeah, there are going to be programs that are going to be competing right away. Obviously, we all think the BYU Volleyball and the Big 12 thinks this by picking them second in the conference. I would imagine that BYU Women's Soccer is going to have a great chance to compete right away, if not win an outright conference title. If you were to give me money on which uh, program in BYU, uh, all their athletics programs, wins a Big 12 title the first, I'd be hard-pressed not to pick women's soccer. Now, cross-country is going to have a big say in that, obviously, with the national powerhouse that they are. Women's volleyball could be very much be in that mix, but there's a lot of programs out there that can be very competitive, as you heard Tom say early on. Other ones, it's going to take a little bit. I think that football, men's basketball, women's basketball, I think the baseball and softball programs, yeah, they're going to take some time to get up to speed. But you heard him also talk about the fact that, hey, this gives us more money, more exposure, access to better recruits across the board, and it's going to be a big deal for BYU. And you also heard him about say that he kind of deferred a lot of the credit for uh, getting BYU into the Big 12 to other people. And he said, I, I kind of did my part. Folks, do not get it twisted. Tom Homo is absolutely the point man that has led BYU from the Mountain West into independence, scheduled all those games for so many years, uh, two times, 2013 and 2021, if I recall correctly, up to seven Power 5 opponents on their independent schedules. Not an easy task. You also heard him talk about, I'm not, I'm not taking a break, just kind of my, I don't have to schedule every day, but I'm still having to do other things. And this is a guy, I, we don't give Tom Homo enough credit, I think, for the work that he has done shepherding BYU, like I said, from the Mountain West into independence. And now, ultimately, as you, you also heard him talk about, a decades-long effort to get to the Big 12 Conference. It was cool to hear him talk about Rondo Felberg, Val Hill, who were invited back to that BYU, the big party that they had uh, for members of the athletic staff. He easily could have said, you know what, this is my thing. I, I made this happen. But he understands the history. The winning under Lavelle Edwards, uh, obviously Bronco Mendenhall, uh, Gary Croton, now Kalani Satake in football. They've all been key cogs in BYU ultimately realizing their dream of playing here in the Big 12 Conference. And like I said, a huge, huge thank you to BYU Sports Information for setting up the interview. And frankly, a big thank you to Tom Homo for taking the time to talk. And uh, honestly, folks, that conversation with Tom Homo made every dime that I have paid to come down here to Texas, take the time away from my family and other responsibilities. It made it worth it. And obviously, we'll be bringing more conversations. I've got conversations, I think, with every BYU player that attended media days. I did not get a chance to catch up with Kalani Satake. Just ran out of time, and he had other engagements to get to. We were there actually really, really late compared to some of the 
other media members. Uh, they're past, I think, 7 o'clock Central Time, something like that. So it was crazy, crazy stuff. But at the same time, great conversations across the board. And we'll bring you more of those conversations on tomorrow and future editions of Locked on Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll finish out today's podcast with another look back at a BYU game that – this one's a tough one for me to talk about because it was so, so frustrating the way the BYU lost this game. Obviously, the tail end of the 2019 season, the final regular season game. We'll get to that in just a moment right here on Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast. As always, cannot thank you guys enough uh, for subscribing, rating, reviewing, uh, enabling notifications on, on YouTube, sharing this with your family and friends. Like, If you think this is a product worthy of your time, I guarantee you've got other friends of yours or family who are Cougar fans that may not know about it. Podcasts are still, in some ways, a lesser-known product than sports radio, uh, talking heads on TV. So please, please, please share this with your family and friends. Word of mouth is so critical to building the audience. And trust me, I got big ups to all y'all for your guys' uh, support of the podcast. By the way, I don't know if I showed you guys this. If you're watching this on YouTube, see this little wristband I'm wearing right here? That is my credential for Big 12 Football Media Day. There's not an actual credential. I, I showed up to pick up my credential, and they handed me this wristband, put it on my wrist, and said, all right, off you go. And I'm like, do I not have anything that has my name on it? They're like, nope, they just wear this, and you're good to go. It's kind of a weird thing, so I've been so used to having to wear a credential around my neck for so long. I'm also wearing my uh, Friday Night Lights uh, shirt, a courtesy of homage, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. When I came to the state of Texas, I had to bring this shirt with me, and obviously I wanted to sport it. I had a couple of people saying, I love your shirt. So it was, it was, it's been a really, really fun trip. I, I can't say enough. Texas is a great place. I've had Torchy's Tacos for dinner. We went to a place called Hurtado BBQ uh, last week. It was one of the top 50 barbecue restaurants in the state of Texas, and it's a little bit of a Mexican flair to it. But, folks, it is true Texas barbecue, and I was – Absolutely floored. It was so, so good. So if you're ever down here in Arlington, they also have a location in Fort Worth. Check out Hurtado BBQ. They're not sponsoring this podcast, nor do they even know it exists, but I am giving them a shout out all the same. All right, before we go, though, let's actually uh, talk a little bit about BYU. Uh, they finished up the regular season in 2019 with a game at San Diego State. And I can tell you exactly where I was at watching this game. I was at the JCWs in Provo. Many of you know that I have hosted BYU pre- and post-game shows for... Whew, four or five seasons now uh, for the KSL Sports Zone and have a great time doing it. But I was sitting at JCW's watching this game play out, and it was so frustrating because BYU had no business losing to the San Diego State team, in my opinion, just the way that BYU played in this game. Zach Wilson ended up throwing the ball 53 times in this game, 316 yards, zero touchdowns, but critically, two interceptions. The other thing is BYU playing against a, a pretty stingy San Diego State defense could not run the ball for the life of them. Zach Wilson was actually BYU's leading pressure in this game. Eight carries, 29 yards. Lupini Kato had 22 yards, and Levahifo had 19 yards. Uh, if you, Many of you might recall, uh, Sione Fina, who was actually BYU's leading running back, had gotten injured the game previous to this, or, or no, two games previous to this, and it just it absolutely crippled uh, BYU, and they played against a very good defense. They ended up running for 2.9 yards per carry, and that was kind of a theme, but BYU's defense held San Diego State down. 
97 yards rushing for San Diego State, and they were starting a quarterback who had never played in a game before in his life, a freshman, Carson Baker. And Carson Baker's throws 172 yards and one touchdown. The only touchdown, if I recall correctly, the only touchdown that was scored in this game was from Carson Baker to their tight end, uh, Daniel Bellinger. That's what his name was. And they get the game, they get the win 13 to three. What was so frustrating about this is BYU self-destructed so many times in scoring situations in this game. The other thing about it was BYU's kicking woes came home to roost. Now this season, uh, this actually is something that worries me for this upcoming season is BYU cannot afford to have what happened in this game. If you remember in 2019, I haven't talked much about this, but I probably should have highlighted this earlier. You remember Jake Oldroyd and Skylar Southam were trading off this season. They, uh, one would go out for one game, felt like then the next guy would come in, and it really affected both of them. Skylar Southam was one of three in this game. His long kick was a 24-yard kick, of course, scoring the only three points that BYU scored in this game. So frustrating, though, that Jake Oldroyd and Skyler South never really got in sync this season. And that's something I'm worried about with the kicking game going into this 2023 season is if BYU thinks that they're going to be okay to go by committee at kicker, I think they are approaching it the wrong way. Now, I, I don't have any intel on that. Conversations with people around BYU indicate to me that they want to settle on one guy early on in training camp coming up in August and make that dude the guy, but you cannot afford it. And I think this this game, speaking of San Diego State, losing 13-3 to and having your kicking game be a big part of the loss, it absolutely uh, highlighted the issue of knowing that, well, not knowing, but going with two kickers. It's kind of the whole thing. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Well, it's the same thing as with kickers. You've got to just kind of pick your guy, put all your trust in them. At some point, yeah, it may be broken and you got to make another decision, but you don't take that uh, drastic of a measure until you feel like, okay, it's last resort at that point. But nonetheless, a frustrating loss for BYU. As I said on yesterday's podcast, for those of you who are everydayers, those three wins the BYU leading up to this game made you think, okay, they're bit better than they are they were seven and four they're already locked in their trip uh to the hawaii bowl things seem to be going pretty well here well one of those things that makes you makes you shake your head is losing this game to san diego state and i think it it really kind of hung over the head of byu as they headed to the hawaii bowl which we will talk about on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. So big thank you once again for your guys' support of the podcast. Cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, apologies for the audio quality, the picture quality, but hey, it's life on the road when I'm doing this podcast. And like I said, it's been an absolutely incredible trip so far here to Dallas, Fort Worth, and in particular, Arlington, Texas. So once again, thank you for all of your support. Thank you for helping make this a reality to be here as BYU enters the Big 12 Conference, their first Big 12 Media Days officially as members of this great conference. And of course, we'll have more coverage for you guys from day two of Big 12 Media Days coming up on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen. And thank you to all of you, the thousands of you who are everydayers with us right here on Locked On Cougars. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 